Blog Talk Radio. Hey, good morning, everyone. Welcome to the Best Life Cafe. I'm Kathy Anello, author of the book, Six Months to Live, Making Each Day Matter, and host of the podcast, Making Each Day Matter, available on iTunes. I'm here together with my co-hostess, Carrie Butler, who is the owner of the L.A.-based consulting firm, Emergency Cafe, and she is also a forgiveness coach, teaching and specializing in Ho'oponopono uh, coach, uh, forgiveness coaching, which I love. And I just got thrown for a second because I have a caller on the line. We weren't sure. And today our special clairvoyance channel and purpose fulfillment coach, Jessica Reed, has arrived in the house. Jessica, are you there? Yeah. Can you hear me? Yay! Yay! Hi, Jessica! <laughs> <laughs> we didn't hear you. If you were going to make it through, Jessica is calling in today, you guys, from Valley. We're so excited to have her. If you don't know who Jessica is, you can find her at Jessica Reed, R-E-I-D, online.com, and her website is spectacular. So, Jessica, welcome this morning, and Carrie Butler, welcome, too. Good morning. Oh, I'm so excited. <laughs> So, Jessica, I'm going to go ahead and dive right in. I know you're on Skype, and I want to keep the, us rolling today. And so you're a clairvoyant, mm-hmm. a channel, a purpose fulfillment coach, and you're living your dream, mm-hmm. traveling around, spreading your message. And I'm going to start with you right at the beginning because when I was reading your bio and uh, something came up for me that I have found as I interview other mediums that this is so true, that at a very early age, you knew that you mm-hmm. knew. And this gave you a mm-hmm. completely different attitude about traditional life. So I want to start with your story about that. Yeah, definitely. Um, it, it is definitely something that I knew like right from when I was, um, like as soon as I could really kind of talk. Um, and it was definitely something that influenced the way that I perceived the world um, and the way that I thought, the way that I saw things. Um and, you know, like a lot of people kind of ask what it was like to to be aware of um, my soul and spirit and source energy when I was a toddler. Um, and to me, like when I was that age, I thought it was like normal, you know. It wasn't until like a couple of years later that I realized that I was seeing and communicating with certain things that not everyone else was mm-hmm. um but it but it really kind of helped me in a way of knowing right from the beginning that there was truth to it that it was natural to me that it was safe for me that it was supporting me and guiding me in my life um and it helped me to kind of not get so conditioned by other people's views on the world or like the way that society tries and you know, like molds your life <laughs> um, because right. right from the beginning there was something that connected in terms of helping me to remember um, from a soul level what my truth was and who I came here to be um, and and tapping into those intuitive gifts that gave me very strong visions of the woman that I came here to be in terms of, you know, my life's purpose and how it would all kind of play out Um as a lifestyle and what that influence would create. Um, so it so it kept me um, in a space where, like, that vision stayed with me all throughout, you know, schooling. And um, when it came to the point of 
you know, when you finish high school and you're looking at university options and everything like that and everyone's trying to decide what they're going to do with their life, um, it made it really easy for me to not get caught up in what I should be doing according to other people's opinions. Um, And Mm -hmm. I trusted that vision that I had ever since I was little to know that um like to me like university just wasn't it wasn't a necessity in the way that everyone else kind of made it out to be because I just knew that what I had to bring to the world wasn't necessarily something they were teaching at university (laughs) right Uh, right obviously you don't you don't go to university to learn how to be a clairvoyant or a channel or (laughs) to do to do what I'm doing now um and so I feel like that kind of collapsed timelines for me in terms of like I didn't waste any time going and studying things that were just half interests of mine. Like it kept me true to what I knew right from the beginning. Um, mm-hmm. And luckily enough, I had like understanding parents who knew that they knew who I was. Like they knew right from the beginning that I was different and that I would just know what I needed to do. So Luckily, they were very supportive with that and didn't put any pressures on me to be anything other than who I really was. Um, and yeah, yeah, it was really, really good to have that knowing right from the start. Mm. Yeah. Jessica, this is Carrie. How are you, love? Mm-hmm. Good, good. How are you? Good. I, so, you know, it's, I love that you're talking about that because I actually have two teenagers right now and, and we're going, well, one of them is already in college, but my son, it's, we're about to start that whole process. And, and I can totally mm. relate because I realize the, you know, the pressures that these kids are under to, you know, go to the right school and do that. So I am, mm. I applaud your parents. But here's what I want to know. So when you were little, like, and you started, like you say, you saw things and like, what were those things that you experienced, Mm -hmm. you know, when you were little that, Mm -hmm. that made you realize that you had a connection with the other side? Mm -hmm. Um, So one of like the main things was, um, it had a lot to do with my home when I, that I was growing up in. Um, So I lived in a, like a character home. I'm not sure if you would call it. Call it that. My mum called it a character home because it was like a really kind of old home that was built like very like wooden and old mm. kind of like features to it that had been done up. Um, and it had a lot of energy within that home and a lot of, um, you know, pre- previous owners, owners like energies and everything like that. Um, and I didn't know it at the time, but it, we worked out, we found out later on that um, actually our driveway um, that started at you know the front of our property and went to the back of our property um, was actually a walkway. It previously was where there was a walkway to the school that we backed onto. Um, and so what used to happen when I was little was I would always see um, people and kids like walking up and wow. along our driveway, and I and I always used to wonder like why are there always people in the driveway? Um, and I would remember like vividly like saying to my mum like, oh, I saw a lady with a long dark like um, kind of like a, a long dress cloak type thing. Like, you know, those really old school like teachers cloak type. Huh? I, I can't yeah. really explain yeah. it exactly, but um, I would explain that to her and then I'd say like there was a little kid in the driveway or like, you know, and my mum would see little bits of it as well. Um, 
Mm-hmm. So I always, I always saw people in the driveway, and it was really interesting later on in life when I found out the history of the land that it used to be the walkway for the school. <laughs> um, and then also there were, like, particular points in my house growing up that I would find, like, um, I would feel the ener- like an energy, like a, like a, a, a being, of, of like a spirit in the house. And, and every time I'd kind of, like, walk past that area, I would go, like, really cold and really shivery and I'd kind of just like run past that spot because I knew that there was like an energy there and it felt strange for me to walk through it <laughs> um or there'd be like certain um rooms in the house that I just could not sleep in because there was too much energy going on and I'd explain that to my parents um and also what I found really interesting is like as a lot of people now understand like our world is very much like a vibrational world right like everything is based on a a vibrational essence I remember when I was little I would literally be in my room looking at the material objects in my room and seeing that they were vibrating at some level Um, and it used to really freak me out because I didn't understand why these material objects were like vibrating um and a lot of the time when I would look at nature, I'd watch nature um, almost like morphing and um, almost like what people experience when they're on hallucinogen- hallucinogenics or mushrooms. <laughs> like right, I, right, when, right. I was, when, I, when I was little, I would like see nature like moving and morphing and I didn't understand why other people couldn't see it. And I guess it was just that I was seeing it from you know, the more of like a perspective of the multiverse and everything that was going on within the dimensions as opposed to just the physical realm. So, wow. and then like along with along with watching like movies like Casper the Ghost and <laughs> things like that, it kind of it got, it got very confused for a little while in terms of, you know, like I don't think, I don't think of it as ghosts. Or, you know, the typical term of a ghost, like I just see it as a spirit, as a being, as a beautiful energy. But, you know, the world puts out all these movies and things on media that make you think that they're scarier than they are. Um, right. So that was, my only real, that was the only real struggle with it was that I think on a natural level I knew what I was doing and I knew that it was all beautiful and loving and safe. But then I struggled with watching movies and you know, other things from the world and, and how everyone would make it like a scary thing. So that that was the only thing that I found hard with it was trying to make my really definitive um, perception on, on it and not getting wavered by human um, understandings, yeah. Well, mm-hmm. and especially when you were so little, right? It's like, how do I explain this? How do mm. I even understand it? But I think the cool thing yeah. is, and correct me if I'm wrong, like, you know, first of all, your mom was, like, awesome because she was open to it. But mm. for you, you didn't know any better, or you didn't know any different, mm-hmm. I should say. And so that mm-hmm. was just your world. So it was so your truth, mm. was so your truth that you mm. were just like, yeah, what is, like, it was almost like, what's wrong with you guys? Like, can't you see <laughs> that, like, this is, like, all coming together, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just, like, funny, the stories that my parents tell me because I don't remember all of it but um I you know my dad always tells me the story about one time when he went to um see his I think it was his uncle at, at a cemetery um 
he would always tell me the story about how I would just walk off and have all these conversations <laughs> with, with nobody, oh <laughs> you know, and, and like how, I, you know, he'd have to chase me. <laughs> He'd have to he'd have to chase me and be like, Jess, what are you doing? And I was like, Oh, I'm just talking to this old man. He's like sitting on the fence and then and they're like, Oh, he's gone now and it, my dad was like, Okay, we're going home <laughs> Because I think my my dad was more so the one that was like, um finding a hard time like and I think also as dads, dads are very protective and so if they if they can't understand what you're interacting with and they can't protect you from it um or kind of like be your guardian about it I think dads find it hard to to really grasp it in their minds that it's something that is safe you know like um yeah so so I think yeah my my dad has these funny stories about how I used to kind of like freak him out a little bit <laughs> with certain things that I'd like tell him or certain things that would that I'd be doing, and I thought it was completely normal and natural and fun, and, and he was just like, okay, you know, the, my kids from like another world. <laughs> did yeah, your not... mom? Did your mom like kind of say to your dad like, no, listen, it's fine, like she's okay, like this is just what's kind of going on. Yeah, well, my mom was also kind of like coming to terms with it because she, I was the first child, and she, you know, she's never raised a child, let alone a child that is talking to other realms. <laughs> um, and so she was she was still coming to terms with it herself as well. Um, but she she took me to a clairvoyant when I was little to to ask if the clairvoyant could like um, see what was kind of going on for me and, and around me and, and and help my mum understand what it's like to, to see spirit and to communicate with spirit. Um, and yeah, the clairvoyant like basically explained to my mum that I was gifted and um, would just explain how my mum could help me and, and what my mum needed to understand. And then I think she would have yeah communicated that with my dad. Hey, <laughs> wow, that's awesome. I have a quick question. How old were you when your mom took you to uh, the clairvoyant? Because I'm I'm wondering, and I've had this question in my head, like today's parents, there are obviously a lot of kids that have this knowing that you have right now, and often we look like, oh, they're just playing with their imaginary friends. But when you were explaining yeah. that to me and how your dad was kind of like, come on, Jess, how old were you when your mom said, you know, there's more to the story here? And what would a parent today look for in their children? Um to kind of give mm-hmm. them that same insight mm-hmm. that your mom was able to have. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what age I was exactly. I think it might have been around perhaps four or five. I think it was around ah. that age. Um, and say with, with parents like these days, because there are like a lot of really intuitive children that are coming in, into this world and very, very gifted and very clear in their gifts. Mm. Um, and I feel like I feel like the number one thing that's kind of like most detrimental and the thing to avoid is to play it off like as if it is just imagination because I think that's what yeah. really kind of for the child like discounts their experience because they're being told what you're experiencing is not real and and mm-hmm. and that yeah their parents you know the parents that they they looked up to the most. Um, don't acknowledge what they're really experiencing when they say that it's like imaginary friends or imaginary 
you know, tails that they're going okay. off on. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so I think, like, the number one thing is to avoid that by actually just, like, talking with your kid and asking her or him, like, what they're experiencing um, and and not and, – and, really trying to avoid like putting any fear into it because I think a lot of people in this world are conditioned to to fearing spirit when spirit has a lot of love for us a lot of guidance for us love a lot of peace and harmony for us um and so letting it be like a playful thing like talking to your kid about letting them have like a space of clear communication with you as a parent to express what they're experiencing and whether they need some clarity around it to understand why they may be seeing things that the other kids don't see. Um, mm-hmm. and, and, and like letting, yeah, and like letting them know that they are gifted and that it, that it's a special thing for them to cherish and that it's something that they can mm-hmm. turn to and, and never, never, never feel alone. And they're always taken care of and guided and protected and, you know, let, help them really feel safe within their gifts because the worst thing you can do is make them feel as if it's something either not real or something um, to to be fearful of or to not feel safe with or, not, or to not trust or to feel like it's something weird, you know. Um, yeah. So I think that's like the main things to really give a gifted person is that foundation of feeling comfortable to be themselves with their gifts and to feel safe within their gifts as well Um, because I mean like as a parent you might not know all the answers as to help them with their gifts but as long as you're there for them and you see them and you are open to them um, I think that's like the best thing you can do and I feel like the child will guide you as to how you can help them as, as you go along because the child knows what what they're experiencing it's natural for them and and the child will let you know when they need your help or when they have questions. And it may be that you go and talk with a, a clairvoyant or someone else who, who understands it to get some further help with it. But, yeah, I think I think those are the main things that I would emphasize on. Mm. Thank you. Thank you. That's amazing. Mm. So now, so you have these amazing gifts, but then, like, a little bit later on in life, you kind of shut down. Right, you mm-hmm. you kind of turn them mm-hmm. off for a little bit, and so tell me, mm-hmm. tell us a little bit about that, and just like you know, because it, it was it overwhelming, like did it just, you know, because you knew, like right, like when you were little that you had it, mm-hmm. and so I'm just I'm curious about what caused you to, kind of, go inside for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, it was mainly like schooling, you know, because I just went into public schooling, um, and. It was one of those things where, like, just naturally as a person, I do find myself being a little bit of, like, a black sheep already in terms of, like, just because I just i am not, like, I don't see the world the way that all, all the other kids did. Um, and to add on to that, that I had these kind of, like, weird gifts, <laughs> you know, um, that the other kids couldn't understand um to me it was it was more so that I blocked it out because I just felt like um I really didn't want to be the the kid that was left out or the kid that was misunderstood or the kid that was like strange I I really kind of just wanted to feel a sense of belonging because um, I already from a very young age felt like I didn't really belong on earth um and so I didn't want to not belong with you know, within school and within my peers. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I guess it was like a 
it was I think it was more of a subconscious decision that I made like I didn't consciously say like okay I'm going to block these gifts out it was more just like my focus changed I just thought you know I just want to fit in I just want to be cool (laughs) you know I just want to I want to feel like I'm connected to or you know um, the, the other kids like me so I think I just kind of switched my focus and in turn like blocked out the gifts or I just wasn't sharing my gifts because the, I just knew that the other kids didn't understand it um, right. but by the time by the time I finished high school I knew I wasn't going to university and went to go set up like a normal you know successful lifestyle according to society Um once I put that all into place that's when literally overnight it's like my soul my spirit guides the universe just decided like enough's enough like you're not you're not going to block this out anymore um time to return to who you really are um and literally overnight like everything came back it was like I had no choice and I just had to learn to learn how to get back into my gifts and understand them and work with them again it was just like a yeah, it just—it was like it just had to happen, and it was the best thing that has happened to me my whole life, really. Yeah. Oh my I'm, gosh, just, this is—I'm—I'm I'm like, I just like it's like okay, and then what happened, and then what happened? <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go yeah. Ahead, One of the things that I really liked uh, what you wrote on your website was that anxiety became awakening, and I think that mm-hmm. you know for a lot. Um, Anxiety is sort of really kind of a normal thing for people these days because the life is working on such a high vibration, and so a lot of us are kind of more mm. highly susceptible to that energy. But you, you talked about having the anxiety become awakening, which I sort of put to like post-traumatic growth, like anytime you go through something and it takes you to mm. a higher level. And so you, mm. out of that's where you said this was the best thing that ever happened to you. So you kind of knew then about your purpose. And so let's talk about what your purpose is because you have so many awesome things that you offer. I don't even know where to go. It's like, oh, my God, you do so many different things. So, I mean, you have Soul Spirit Academy. What is Soul Spirit Academy that you offer? I'd like to talk about just a couple of the things that you actually really have, Mm -hmm. the gifts that you do offer people to join in with you and teach them. So starting with Soul Spirit mm-hmm. Academy, what is mm-hmm. Yeah, well, like I infuse like the same core purpose through the different offerings, but they're just different kind of like areas of which you can work with me. And with the Soul Spirit and Soul Spirit Academy, um, that's like a space where, uh, you know, like it's an open space. As many people can join as like a membership type academy. Um, and every week I put into the platform um, either a live training upon like how to really understand your gifts, how to work with your gifts, how to eliminate fear, um, how to work with spirit and all the different ways that you can work with spirit. Um, I do like trainings around uh, like up-leveling your consciousness to create your reality at higher levels. Um, I do channelings straight from my spirit guides. Um, I do meditations, visualizations. We have like group readings. Uh, so like every every week we do something different, um, and it's just really like a community of light workers who are really wanting to um, step more into their light and not be attached to the conditionings of of say society or their fears or things that they've grown up with. 
Um, so it's a really beautiful space within that community to just to just share everything that I'm like so passionate about. <laughs> um, but you in like really, a really big kind of group setting. Sub- <laughs> that I mean, I'm looking at your your website mm-hmm. right now, and it's amazing mm-hmm. how much you offer in the Soul, Spirit, and Source Academy and uh, stuff that mm. I'm looking at going, yeah, you know, every single one of these as much as I can because, you know, we can never get enough knowledge. And these are the things that yeah. when you understand them, they change your life. They really can change your life. Mm-hmm. So I you offer all mm, these wonderful definitely. things in your academy. <laughs> Jessica, mm, thank you. What, is, what is your – what do you, I guess – I. I really want to know about channeling and I want to also, I have two things. I want to know about Mm -hmm. channeling, but I also want to know like, what do you have a favorite modality? Like, do you, you know, or, you know, and I I don't know, I'm going to just throw out a gazillion questions here, but let's ask those first. Like, so (laughs) um, let's talk about channeling and then what's your favorite modality? Mm -hmm, Definitely. So channeling is something that I um, have discovered over the last couple of years and it's really the aspect um if anyone's ever seen abraham hicks or you know esther who channels abraham hicks they'll know um they'll relate to what channeling is um but yeah it's basically the essence of realizing that we are um we are all part of this multi-dimensional uh existence right and and um we're all connected and us as human beings we're really light beings like we're really channels for bringing through um and grounding in the higher consciousness and the infinite information uh that comes from the higher dimensions or the higher realms and and the higher beings that exist in those dimensions or realms so say for example, you can think of it like we all have spirit guides who exist in higher dimensions and who are connected to higher levels of consciousness and higher levels of infinite intelligence. Um, and so as so for example, as I am connect, connected to my spirit guides um, and I see myself as this um, soul that's in a physical form as like a, a light being in a, in a channel or a vessel, um, I see it as like uh, when I connect in with them, I allow them to energetically download and tra- transfer. Um, it's almost like blocks of information or blocks of thought that then I that I then um, in that moment translate into human relatable messages. If that makes sense, it's like mm-hmm. I serve as like a, a channel, a vessel to to communicate um, directly in the kind of present moment what it is that they want to share. Um, so I can give you like an example. Um, two weeks ago, I did a channeling in the Soul Spirit and Source Academy, and I would just go into a meditation. I would consciously connect with my spirit guides. Um, I also love connecting with a particular crystal, which is called Moldavite for channeling. And um, and what I do is I just tune in. I give them the kind of it's like I give them through intention the the permission to to start sharing their energy with me and downloading blocks of thought um, and information that they're wanting to have trans um, translated into the human realm <laughs> um and and I'll just start saying it word by word um and 
say the messages within the last channeling was that they were emphasizing how a lot of people, particularly within the academy, are at the space where they're energetically, um, like, at a point in their journey where they're kind of standing on the edge of a cliff and, and the cliff is representative of, like, what they've known previously and, like, certain human conditionings and limitations and fears. And then, you know, uh, at, the, at the kind of bottom of the cliff, beautiful, um, divine, clean, pure, peaceful, harmonious, loving, um, like connected source, which is the ocean, um, which is all of like truth and freedom and just abundance. And they were channeling about how um, so many of us were kind of tippy-toeing around the edge of that cliff and that we could all feel within our soul that we just wanted to jump and leap without looking back. But so many of us are kind of just letting our mind stop us before we do and that our mind is just keeping us on that edge. Um, and they were just encouraging us to to really focus on feeling that calling from within the soul that, that the soul just wants to leap and fly and dive in deep and, and committing to that feeling and not allowing ourselves to be held on the edge by our mind. Um, that was one of the main things about it. They were also channeling about 2018 and how there's a lot of twin flame or soulmate energies that are going to really align next year um, and some personal messages for some certain people within the within the group. But yeah, they'll just, nice. they'll just channel what they feel is most needing to be heard at the time. And then one of like, I'm sure you'll love this story, is um, with that particular channeling, there was one of my academy members, her name's Rachel, she lives in the United States as well, and um, she, so so she was, um, it was 2.22 a.m. her time when I was doing the channeling at 2.22 uh, p.m. my time when I was either in the Maldives or Sri Lanka. Um, and so at the time when I was doing the channeling, she was having a dream about the exact visualization that my guides were channeling about. And she woke what? up at 2.22 a.m. and saw the clock and, saw, and wrote down her whole dream. And she said that I was in the dream with her and we were jumping off the edge of the cliff together. And we were talking to one another about our journeys as, as lightworkers. Um, and so when she got up in the morning, she remembered the dream and everything. And then she saw in her inbox that I had sent through a channeling. And then she started listening to the channeling. And she said she just got this, she got this feeling where she was like, Oh my God, she's going to start talking about the dream I had last night. And then I, and then, it, it, and then she heard it all, and, and she messaged me, and she was like, "Oh my God, like I'm just freaking out, like, blah blah blah, like this is the exact dream I had last night." And then we worked out the time zones that, it, you know, I was channeling it as she was dreaming it, and it was just like this amazing experience where it kind of just confirms that, you know, these things are coming from. Mm-hmm these higher dimensions it's not just me like babbling it you know <laughs> some some inspirational quotes or whatever <laughs> you know like it it's really all we're all like in that connection and that, and that the messages are all coming straight from that spirit and source energy and exactly what we're all needing to hear at that point in time so I, I love channeling and it just 
it gives you such a blast. You know, like it just feels like pure high vibration just streaming through you and bringing information into the world that's for the highest good. So mm, I love, oh love my gosh. <laughs> I, I'm awesome. feeling, like, I, mm. I literally had to like push my mouth open, like my chin up because I'm like literally sitting here with my <laughs> mouth hanging open going, Oh my gosh, this is amazing. <laughs> um, wow. Okay. Can we mm. just, so something you said just like popped up. So can we talk a little bit about this, this, the, the soulmate energy that's coming through next mm-hmm. like so mm-hmm. when you say next year like 2018 mm-hmm. is that what yeah. you mean yeah there's yeah i do yeah and i know that um numerology wise um like say with 2017 was a one year um 2018 is a two year um because you know how we go around in like nine year cycles and each number of each year represents a certain like energy um the one a lot of people are aware that you know the one was in new beginnings and a lot of people going through changes and new foundations in their life um but number two which is next year is very much um you know what they were talking about is that two is very much the energy of connection relationships um the power of like reflection between yourself and another intimate partner um or even if that's just a a friendship like the reflection that you have within that and the growth that you have within that is going to be really permanent um or or prominent next year um and that in 2018 i just get this really strong feeling from my spirit guides and the way that they message it through is that for some reason 2018 has been kind of like planned on a collective level to be a time where a lot of twin flames and soulmates really reconnect because it's like energetic alignment with how we're all ascending into these higher dimensions and how as a collective we're all coming together for the highest good in these more close, kind of very strongly connected intimate relationships. Um, and I, and I also get like a really strong awareness of a lot of people this year have all been kind of like in the space of if they're not already with their twin flame or soulmate, they're all looking. Like people, <laughs> I don't know if you've noticed my hand that is raised. Or, or not, but my hand is raised. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, like a lot of a lot of people this year in particular have been really kind of whether it be through readings that they have with me um, or just people that I'm talking to. A lot of people are like. I'm just ready. Like, I'm, I just feel like he or she is coming. You know, like, I just can feel their presence or I just know that it's, like, close, you know, and, and, and that it's, like, it's not just our relationship. It's, like, the relationship type of thing. So I feel like on a collective level, we've all been waiting and, and very kind of, like, preparing and being ready. Um and I feel like for all relationships that are already existing, 2018 is either going to like really, um, really kind of like show whether they are in alignment or not, or if they are in alignment, like really amplify it to the next level. So I really feel like that's going to be a big focus. And also children come into play with that as well, because um, the intimate relationships between parents and, and children, um, like especially like children being conceived and, and, and birthed mm-hmm. into this world is what I'm referring to. Um, like, you know, people actually connecting with their children next year, I feel, is a big thing as well. 
um, I feel like there's going to be a lot of a lot of pregnancies, a lot of a lot of new babies <laughs> coming through. I love that. Um, and yeah, yeah, and people connecting with their children and having those intimate relationships on that level as well. Mm. Wow, that's awesome. <laughs> Very that's exciting. exciting. Mm. Well, mm, Carrie, that's so exciting. exciting. Carrie's going to meet her soulmate this year. I You're know, going to meet your soulmate. Thank you so much for giving us a little bit of that channeling. I could sit here and let you channel all day long. Like, tell me about this and tell me about this. Um, but I'm going to ask you yeah. a question that's a little off of that subject, and we can come back to channeling because mm-hmm. I think our listeners love to hear any information that you might be getting this morning to give us. But I want to know a little mm-hmm. bit about what traveling is and and you talk about astral mm-hmm. travel and, and and teach some of what that is and I'm just wondering if you can explain that I know that I've had one experience where I started to astral travel and this was right when my mother had passed it was a day or so after and I felt like mm-hmm. she was trying to show me I felt myself leaving my body and I got frightened and I pulled back and about an hour after that experience Mm -hmm. I was physically hugged by my mother who was had passed like like it was a physical of energy and I knew it was her and I Mm -hmm. knew what I had experienced I've also had this knowing that I don't always exercise to the level that uh, other people that have a knowing so I was just wondering like that astral travel like what let's just talk about that for a minute I love your experience. I just wanted to say that it's just so beautiful. Um, and with the with the astral travel, um, it's really it's really the essence of like realizing that when you go to sleep at night, not necessarily um, not all of you goes to sleep. You know, like um, it's more like your physical goes to physical body goes to rest, but your Astral traveling is really when your your soul or your energy body, or a lot of people call it your astral body, um, meaning you know just all meaning like your non physical essence, your your higher self. Um, uh-huh. As you rest physically, your higher self, your soul self, travels through 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 the multiverse, through the higher dimensions, through the other realms, whether you are aware of it or not, or whether you remember it or not, a lot is going on while your body is sleeping. Um, and astral travelers, yeah, like, yeah. And, and, and astral travelers, when you really become aware of that and you start to actually, um, experience your outer body essence and, and where you're traveling and what you're doing and, and, exploring the multiverse beyond just this physical realm um, and realizing that it's um, the space of which we, as you master your intention with it, you can do anything. You can go anywhere you like. You can experience whatever you desire. Like it's this, I think of it as like this free realm where it's just like whatever you want, you can have it now you know, straight away. <laughs> Just if you if you learn how to if you learn how to direct it through your intention, you can be, do, have, and go wherever you like. Um, but it does take like for me anyway. It did take a while to learn how to really get into my intentional space with it because at first I was just kind of 
in awe of it, you know. Like, when I started really experiencing the astral travel, I was just like, oh, my God. Like, um, first of all, I found it found it hard to differentiate whether I was awake and walking around and feeling things and um, experience stuff or whether I was, you know, in, like, a very lucid dream. Like, I, it was hard mm-hmm. to... Because it was because it's so real, um, right? You, it's hard to it's hard to not not think that you're actually awake and 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 you know the in the physical realm is normal. Um, but there is like a part of you that knows like this is not my normal awake you know physical life. Like there's something different about this. Um, and so I, at first it was for me just realizing like okay this is a different dimension a different realm. That I'm in, in it. but it's very, very, very real, even more real than the physical realm. Um, and I started learning how <laughs> to um, like navigate through it because you don't walk very much when you're astral traveling. <laughs> you like you do a lot of kind of just like hovering and floating and flying, and a lot of just like you just put your intention to where you want to go, and you just kind of go there without having to travel in terms of like you don't have to walk you don't have to catch a bus you don't have to catch a plane you, you know like you you just go there um and so when you say what i find most travel, fascinating mm-hmm. i was just gonna say when you say go there where, what do you mean go where mm-hmm. so when you're out traveling where do you go so, so for me like um a lot of the time like what i'll be doing is i'll kind of wake up from well I'll kind of like um, my body will be sleeping and I'll get up from my from my physical body and into my um, energy body and I'll be walking around my house and kind of just like wow. playing around with things and, and, and realizing what I'm what I'm doing realizing that I'm astral traveling and then once I kind of realize it and I'm like okay I'm in the astral realm what do I want to do um, sometimes I'll just go outside and one of the most fun things that I do is I'll just go outside and I'll just set the intention that I just I just start literally like lifting up and I'll literally just go off into the cosmos like I'll just get higher and higher and higher and I'll feel the atmosphere as well like it will get colder and colder and colder and I'll feel the difference between like the gravity um, and and a lot of the times a lot of the times <laughs> sometimes um what will happen is like I'll go so far that I'll be looking down on my home on earth and I'll kind of like freak out a little bit and 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 just that slight awareness of of being like oh my god like I'm so high <laughs> um uh will like send me straight back down into my body it's like that experience mm. you know when you when you just jolt in your in your and you wake up it's like as soon as I as soon as I have any kind of like fear or fear. any kind of like, oh my god, like what am I doing? It just sends me straight back into my body. Um, but I might, yeah, I might go up um, and lift up into the cosmos, or um, I might intend to go. Say if I'm like, because I'm not at home in New Zealand a lot of the time. Sometimes I'll intend to go home to New Zealand, and that experience when you're um, going from country to country feels almost like absorbing like my body starts to almost like vibrate so much like it's absorbing and then it and then it kind of like demanifests and manifests um where I intended to go if that makes sense it's almost like um I think I mean 
dematerialize and materialize as such <laughs> um, from one space uh, to another space. Um, yeah, I love the definition because you're really describing, you know, our true essence it is really just mm. to be energy, you know. And so I really appreciate the mm-hmm. way you kind of broke for us because we all know it. We all know that we're all energy. Mm. And yet, you know, it's hard to to not be afraid of of, of uh, mm. what's out you're so secure, like in your physical like space, you know. But to to explore these yeah. other options, maybe there's another realm. Maybe there's more out there than meets the eye because everybody knows it. Like it's kind of the, the yeah. not best kept secret that we're not just our physical body. So I just really appreciate that. Mm. And and for anyone who can really experience it, it's like such a blessing because you just realize that there is just so much more than just this physical realm and you realize that a lot of things in this physical realm are just like an illusion um, and that these other realms are just as real as this physical realm Um, and and one of the things that I find most special about astral traveling is that a lot of my um, past loved ones will meet me in that space and travel with me as well Um, which is like similar with your experience with your mother, you know, like they can really connect with us in a really palpable way through astral traveling. Um, you know, like I have my childhood dog, Susie. She's like my favorite dog ever. She she will meet me and, and walk alongside me in my astral travels. Um, cats from my childhood. Um, when I was actually first learning, when I was first doing the astral travel um, as like a as an adult, as, you know, I did it when I was a kid, but when I was really getting back into it as an adult, I had a puppy at the time, um, and my puppy would um, come cuddle up in the bed with me, and, and my puppy would actually come with me into the astral realm and walk with me as well. <laughs> We're a little puppy, <laughs> barking. Um, totally like divine timing. <laughs> yeah, and. Um, so that was really cute when the puppy, yes. my puppy would come with me and be my little companion. Or, um, yeah, like my one time I remember I was astral traveling and it was really interesting. I, I was in like a certain realm and kind of floating around. And then if I could explain it, it was like my grandmother from my mom's side of the family, she, it's almost like she wasn't beside me, but I felt her presence almost like cross through dimensions in terms of she wasn't in my dimension um, and I wasn't in hers particularly at that point in time. But it was like I felt her energy cross through from her dimension into my dimension and I felt her hand like physically palpably place her hand on top of my hand and I remember looking at it, and I could see her hands placed on top of my hand, but I but I couldn't see the rest of her body. I could see that that was crossing in from another dimension. And when I experienced that and realized that it was my grandmother, um, I can't even explain, like, the level of pure love that, like, filtered mm. through my whole being was, mm. like, beyond explanation like it was just pure 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 love and it just felt like absolute ecstasy you know like I can only imagine like say how mothers say when they have their 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 babies when they are first born you know when they get like overwhelmed with love and joy I I can only kind of relate it to what that must be like um but it was really overwhelming like incredibly overwhelming as to like when 
she really palpably kind of like crossed through the dimensions and connected with me in that space and that was probably one of my like favorite experiences with the astral traveling um and it's also like you connect with people from the physical realm so like friends and family members in the astral realm um and a lot of time I'll have like friends and family members coming to me in the astral realm and, and let me know what's kind of like going on for them. And sometimes they'll just need me to give them a hug or we'll just need to talk about something or sometimes I'll be like doing readings for them in the astral realm. And then, um, and then I'll either message them the next day and say like, hey, this is what I experienced. Is this relative to you and your life? And, and they'll explain like how it's, exactly what they're experiencing or I'll have people message me and say like hey like you came to me in my dream state last night and did a reading for me or did a healing for me or did certain things um so I think like that realm is just so fascinating how we can all connect and I don't mean just us humans it's just like (laughs) all connects yeah I'm going to bed early tonight that's That's so cool (laughs) So Jessica, mm. with I mean, I just I'm so blown away by your gifts and how beautiful you are. And I have a feeling that a lot of our readers, our, our readers, our listeners, um, are going <laughs> to want to know how to find you. So can you share with mm. us how we can reach out to you on all your platforms and stuff? Sure, sure. Um, so the main platform is my website, which is Um My last name is spelled R-E-I-D. And I'm also like on Facebook. I love when people connect with me on Facebook. Um, feel free to like send me a message. Um, my like Facebook business page is Jessica Reed Global Clairvoyant Channel and Purpose Fulfillment Coach. Um, I, also, I also I love. Um, people connecting with me on my Facebook group. It's called um, Soul Embodied Purpose Aligned Goddesses. So that's like a really beautiful space if they want to connect with more of my community and really kind of tap into that space of soul embodiment and their purpose. Um, and there's also like Instagram, which is just Jessica Reed 333 But yeah, it's, oh, it's, all, um, it's all on the website. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I love, I love it when people reach out. <laughs> I love, and That's you have awesome. a beautiful, it's very, very, very inviting and uh, really makes oh, me nice. want to really dive into some of the subjects that you talk about. One of the things that I noticed on the website was uh, in, in your Soul Academy teachings was the power of gratitude. And I thought in the spirit mm-hmm. of Thanksgiving week, that week, well, actually it's two weeks, uh, we could talk a little bit about what the power of gratitude is. Maybe you could lend some, mm-hmm. something to that. Mm-hmm, definitely. Well, for me, um, the power of gratitude lies within its vibration in terms of like the more that we get into a space of gratitude, um, we heighten our vibration to such a level that only things that would be um, uh, along that vibration of what would we would be grateful for can magnetize to us. You know, like um, 
I mean, it's just obvious when you're in your day-to-day life and you're complaining about or being ungrateful about everything, you only get more and more things to be ungrateful about and to complain more about, right? Um, and so it's just the complete opposite. It's the complete opposite with the power of gratitude. Is like the more you're grateful for everything, the more you you align with that vibration and you only magnetize things that you would be grateful for and that you would feel blessed by. And I definitely see it as like the the more grateful for you, the more grateful you are, the more the universe is like excited and so joyful to send you things that are, that are just adding to that gratitude because the universe loves grateful people, you know? (laughs) Um, and and I just feel like when you're in that space of gratitude and that space of consciousness, you're really aligning with your soul. You're really aligning with the highest version of yourself. You're really aligning with seeing from the eyes of love and you're really seeing from a space of, um, I feel like it really connects you with your purpose as well because you, you're just seeing things so clearly and, and from like such a high consciousness that it helps you just clarify all areas in your life and and just like mm. say for example Radio. you could you could think of it like in a relationship if you if you're sitting around like nagging or like complaining about what what your partner doesn't do or um you know things that annoy you you're only going to get more and more in that because they're going to fe- they're going to feel like crap you know they're going to they're going to feel like crap if if they're always being complained about or nagged to but if you can focus on the good things about your partner and what you are grateful for and, and give them that praise, they're going to want to give that to you more and more and more because they're being appreciated for it and you're being grateful about it. So it's like you have the power within yourself to to shape and create the reality of each area of your life by being grateful for everything that you have as your blessing. And, oh, you know, beautiful. all of that, all of that is all of that aside, it just makes you feel good, you know. Like if you start your day in gratitude, you just feel so good. Like I just dance when I'm in that space of gratitude. Like it just feels so good to just dance with life when you just realize that everything around you is just surrounding you with just beautiful blessings. So I would encourage it, like, to be a daily practice, not just Thanksgiving. <laughs> right. Exactly. Mm, mm. Gratitude is well, definitely such a high vibration. Mm. So listen, my love, we only have a few more minutes left of our amazing show. I cannot believe this hour has gone by so fast. I know. So um I just so do you have any messages for us? Any anything that we need to know as people, as individuals, mm-hmm. as a collective consciousness? And um, then we also mm-hmm. end our show with a beautiful Wayne Dyer quote because it's Wayne Dyer Wednesday. And we will <gasps> even try to get in an angel readings, um, our cards, but I think we're just, we might just end up with our quote today. But just let yeah. us know if there's anything that we need to know. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the things that my spirit guides and like my soul um, that we love to share is really just reminding people that you've come into this physical dimension you've come into this human experience um already on already on a soul level with a intention and knowing a plan a path of what is for your 
your highest purpose, your highest good, your highest potential, your highest experience of joy in this realm. Um, And that you don't have to work so hard to figure that out. If you can just remember to tap back into your soul space, tap back into your pure energy frequency and vibration, and you can learn to really kind of surrender to that, listen to that, trust that, and follow the guidance that comes from that space and trust it every step along the way. Even if you don't know the whole journey, just go with it step by step. Life is going to really unfold for you in beautiful ways because your soul, even before you've come here, with this intention and with this um, purpose and with this plan, your soul has already set up energetic links to everything that is a component to your highest purpose and your highest path for the highest good. And the more that you tap into your soul's embodiment, the more you're going to start activating those links and letting them manifest in your life like like so easily. Like everything is just going to unfold um, like like a flower, you know, if you really focus on realizing that it's all already within you and you don't have to go scrounging for it outside of yourself. Um, so that's like the main thing that I wanted to share. And I love that you're doing the Wayne, um, Wayne Dyer Wednesday because mm-hmm. one of my favorite current quotes from him is um, don't die with your song still in you. Um, yeah. which is just that, that whole essence of like you've got a song to sing and, and don't want die with it still within you. Like really treat life as it's precious and, and sing it now. Um, and, and yeah, I just really feel like promising people, like once you do it, it's just the best, the best thing you can experience. So, yeah. And just want to send lots of love yeah. to everyone. <laughs> Oh, you're so sweet. I remember um, when I would listen to Wayne and he would just like every morning he would wake up and the first thing that he would say is thank you three times, you know, just thank you, Mm. thank you, thank you. And it really does put you into this, you know, beautiful, magical state of appreciation, I think, and just connecting with the universe. So I just, I love that. And speaking Mm. of Wayne Dyer quotes, Um, This one I just love because it has everything to do with what we're talking about, and it's gratitude is a sacred space where you allow and know that a force greater than your ego is always at work and always available. I just Mm. love that because it just takes us outside of ourselves. Mm. Mm -hmm. I love his energy so much. (laughs) Well, we're all on the same page. On that, Jessica, thank you mm. so much for calling in today from Bali and sharing your gifts with us and our listeners. Oh, you're so, so welcome. I'm so grateful for, for being on the show. Thank you, and we will have you on again. Yes. Amazing. You thank back. you guys so much. <laughs> All, right. All right. Thank you so have much. Have a beautiful rest of your day, everybody. All right. Bye. Thank you. Bye. Aloha. Thank you, Terry. I wasn't going to hang up till you said it. <laughs> <laughs>